This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. It's Morning Bulletin here on the Blood Red channel as we bring you your must-know stories from this morning's reports. I'm Guy Clark and on Wednesday the 11th of November, these are your top stories. Jamie Carragher offers solution to Firmino Conundrum. Five substitution rule return brushed off by Premier League chief. Birthday boy Jeannie Vinaldum celebrates with Holland captaincy. Plus, Brazilian wonder kid outlines Red's dream. All to come here on the Morning Bulletin from Blood Red. Alongside me, our Blood Red writer Matt Addison. Matt, we've the international break. Chance to catch our breath and return regularly, thankfully, with the Morning Bulletin. Yeah, very much so. It's uh, not everybody's favourite time of the year, is it? But uh, at least it does give us a little bit of a, a break, as you say. It gives us a chance to, to catch our breath. We've had so many matches for, for Liverpool. It's going to be, again, as it has been, a game every couple of uh, days, isn't it, for the, the rest of, of this year and, and probably beyond that as well, to be fair. So, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those. There's nothing you can do about it, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, no Liverpool matches for a bit does at least mean we are back with this podcast. Certainly it does. First story this morning then comes from Jamie Carragher, who yesterday afternoon was co-hosting TalkSport's Drive programme. Of course, he was going to speak about Liverpool and more to the point about the front three and has thrown in his view on how Jurgen Klopp maybe solves Roberto Firmino's drop in form. Yeah, essentially, I, I agree with him, to be honest. Uh, he basically says that it's time to give Roberto Firmino a rest, leave him out for a few games, and and his first choice front three at this moment in time would be Mane, Jota and Salah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's obviously not the end for Roberto Firmino. As, as Carragher says, you, you sort of have your ups and downs during your career. I think it's fair to say at this moment it, it's not an up uh, for Roberto Firmino. It's it's very much a, a down in you know relative relative to, to sort of the form that we know that he can and, and has put in for Liverpool over the years. He's obviously been a very important player, but with that there's been a lot of games he barely gets a rest. He's you know very similar to, to Genie Wijnaldum in that sort of way that he, you know he, if there is a, a team sheet to be had, he's going to be on it. He's a big sort of favourite for Jurgen Klopp and, and that sort of thing. So he's played a lot of football. And I think, you know, we've seen over the last few months, even, you know, with the, the three months that the, the players had off, it, it just looks like he needs to be taken out of, of the firing line. Sometimes it's not even, you know, a physical thing. It, it might just be a, a mental thing. It, it, it is that fatigue in, in both ways, I think, a, a sort of almost caught up with Roberto Firmino because, as I say, he's sort of been an ever-present really for, for four or five seasons, not really missed a game, not really you know, missed a training session with any injuries or, or anything like that as well. So he's always been there. I think it, it is time to, to give him a little bit of a rest. And Carragher sort of goes into the sort of pressures that, that you have to, to deal with. It, it's always a question now of, of will Jurgen Klopp start him? Will he bring him off? Will Firmino score? Will will this be the game that his form changes? And, you know, it, it's not been the case that, that the answer has been yes to, to certainly a couple of those questions um, so far. But I think probably after the international break, it is certainly, you know, something to, to think about, particularly because he's, again, gone away now with Brazil. It's it's more matches for him to play. It's it's more um, of, a, of an excerpt 
exertion on his body that that you probably do without it at this moment in time. And there are going to be, you know, a, a couple of games. Hopefully, if if Liverpool beat Atalanta in the next Champions League game, it will give Jurgen Klopp the opportunity to make a few changes in midweeks in those Champions League matches and. Potentially, that could involve some rotation for for Roberto Firmino as well. So, yeah, it, it might be a chance to leave him out. Might be a chance to almost uh, sort of let him come off the bench, score a couple of goals, and, and rebuild his confidence that way. But uh, yeah, as Carragher says, not many goals come from the Liverpool midfield. You've lost Virgil Van Dijk now as well from centre back. So you probably need you know as many goal scorers on the pitch as possible and at this moment in time Diogo Jota is a better goal scorer through the middle than, than Roberto Firmino is yeah certainly well if that one with Jamie Carragher having his say on team selection might make Jurgen Klopp think I think this next one may make steam come out of his ears the Premier League CEO Richard Masters was in front of the Digital Culture Media and Sport Committee yesterday and was asked amongst other things about the possibility of the five substitutions rule returning I think Jurgen Klopp if he's listening might want to turn off now yeah, not your, not just Jurgen Klopp either. You saw Pep Guardiola over the weekend was in complete agreement. It was something I think they spoke about between themselves. They certainly spoke about it in their press conferences pre and post match. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and, and even lower down the league, people like Roy Hodgson, I think, have mentioned it. David Moyes as well has, has come out and said that it seems a, a strange thing that you know certain clubs are, are very much against it, but. Yeah, it, it seems at this moment in time, uh, the Premier League is, is not really thinking about changing that rule. There's not enough clubs who have changed their mind on it. Obviously, there's been at least one vote, I think possibly two votes on on whether that could uh, be the case. It is the case at, at every other European league, which I think makes it very strange for the Premier League to, to go against that. But yeah, they voted against it. The clubs did have the option to have that five subs rule, but you know the, the smaller clubs have decided that that would be an advantage for the bigger clubs, which you can understand to an extent. Obviously, Liverpool have better squad depth and, and squad options than someone like a, a Sheffield United or, or someone like that. But Jurgen Klopp says it, it's not an advantage, it's it's a necessity. And I tend to agree more with him, to be honest. I think in a season such as this, even if you're a smaller club, you still you know, you're still going to use a lot of players. You, you're going to use as, as many players as you can because you know, the, the squads are being stretched absolutely to the limit. So, yeah, to me, it doesn't make a great deal of sense. As I say, every other top league has it. I wonder whether we get to the end of, of the Champions League, that the latter stages of that, will it have an impact on, on English clubs uh, not being able to, to rotate in this part of the season? During the winter as well, I think during December, December is always busy. It's going to be busy again. Our club's going to sort of feel it in that period. I think they might do, to be honest. So, yeah, it, it's one of those. You, you wonder whether it could come back to bite them at the end of, of the season. Not that long ago, of course, that we were talking about UEFA coefficients and, and things like that. You know, Liverpool being a, a club who, who have helped the Premier League in, in that regard, making sure that they've kept hold of the fourth European spot, the, the fourth Champions League spot, because you know, at one stage there was talk that that could be under threat because English teams didn't get to the latter stages. That's not the case anymore, but you do wonder, you know, if this was to continue going forward, whether that could become a little bit of an issue. But Richard Masters, Premier League Chief Executive, essentially has just poured cold water on it completely, says he can't see it changing anytime soon. He can understand why European clubs want it, but for me, it's not only 
you know, them, as I say, David Moyes and, and Roy Hodgson, I think, have both come out and, and said things about it. So look, the, the Champions League, the Europa League, for, for all of those clubs, that should be a privilege. It shouldn't be a disadvantage. It's one of those things that I don't think we're going to hear the last of it. I think Clark, Guardiola, whoever else is going to keep out, uh, keep speaking out about the matter. But it, yeah, it, it doesn't look like it's it's going to change anytime soon, unfortunately, which I know there'll be a lot of discussion. There'll be a lot of different viewpoints depending on, on which team people support and stuff like that. But certainly from a Liverpool perspective, it would be you know a, a really useful thing because as we keep saying, so many matches to come, it just makes sense for me to to freshen up the squads as much as possible and, and ease that burden because, as I said before, we've seen what you know a, con- a congested fixture list has done to Roberto Firmino. That's going to happen to a lot of other Premier League players, I think. Yeah, the thing that baffles me with it all is we've obviously still got the 25-man Premier League squad. So talking of squad depth and everything, it, it's there regardless. It's just a case of utilising it more on a game-by-game basis. But anyway, we'll have to wait and see if anything does indeed happen with that. doesn't look likely, though. But uh, a positive to come out of Richard Masters speaking with the Digital Culture Media and Sport Committee yesterday was study confirmed that pay-per-view will be getting scrapped. No word on what will be coming in in the meantime, but he did say that pay-per-view will not be returning after the international break. Still to come, Wijnaldum takes on the Holland captaincy as he celebrates his 30th birthday. Plus, on the transfer front, a Brazilian wonder kit speaks out on his Liverpool dream. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. So on to Jeannie Wijnaldum. He was the man put in front of the media in the aftermath of Virgil van Dijk picking up his knee injury. He spoke strongly and passionately on the issue then, Matt. And now uh, Holland have decided to make him their captain in the absence of his good friend. Yeah, exactly that. It's uh, not a massive shock, but it is certainly a privilege for Gini Wijnaldum. I mean, he is one of those players that has done uh, a great job for, for his country. We've seen him play a very different role in that midfield to what he does for Liverpool, but you know, certainly still a, a very impressive player, a big player for them. And yeah, Frank de Boer, the, the Dutch manager, has uh, come out with a, a very good quote. He says, as one king falls away, the next king must rise. One King being Virgil van Dijk, he's obviously not there anymore. Genie Wijnaldum being the one to replace him. So, yeah, it's obviously a, a big loss for, for van Dijk not to be there. But I think it's a, a real interesting uh, role for Genie Wijnaldum. So it, sure, it's something that, that he will enjoy and, and relish and I think deserves as well. I think, as I say, he's done a, a really good job for his national team. Um, he's, you know, done... Uh, certainly a, a different role as I say but you know he's performed certainly as well as uh, he has for Liverpool which you know everyone knows is a, a very very high level um, and yeah for Liverpool it, it's just a, another example really of one of their players being the captain when you think of, of people like Andy Robertson for Scotland Jordan Henderson's obviously a, a big leader there's there's leaders all over the pitch for Liverpool and, and Genio Wijnaldum as one of, of Liverpool's vice-captains, isn't he, in that sort of group of, of four or five that they have at, at Liverpool. That's now been recognised on, on the international stage as well. So, yeah, it's a, a big moment for Gini Wijnaldum. I'm sure he will enjoy it. Uh, I'm sure you know, he's a very popular figure within uh, the Dutch national team, just as he is at, at Liverpool. And as we uh, discussed on, on Monday's Blood Red podcast, it's 
a very strange situation with his contract because yeah, the, the captain of the Netherlands for me shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be leaving on a free transfer at the end of of this season. But that looks like it, it could well be the case, and I'm sure there'll be a very very long queue of, of clubs very very interested in, in signing him up. With him, you know, not just because of his footballing talent, but clearly a, a captain in the making as well. Yeah, we are. What, just seven weeks or so till he can open negotiations with clubs on the continent. Love that metaphor from Frank De Boer about the Kings. It makes you think, albeit a metaphor, whether it could be sort of reality of the Liverpool players with replica crowns walking around Kirby as it as it would be now, just waiting to sort of be plucked off the shelf as the next leader for their national side. Lastly, this morning, as we do try to do here on the Morning Bulletin, let's have a look at some transfer stories. A transfer Line that may be knocking about. And this morning, it seems as though uh, Shakhtar Donetsk youngster Tete is tipping himself for a move to Anfield, Matt. Yeah, it's uh, an interesting one, isn't it? When a, a young player always uh, will come out and, and say clubs that they are interested in signing, it's always going to generate a little bit of interest. And yeah, Tete, the uh, 20-year-old winger, Brazilian, uh, Shakhtar Donetsk, as you say, Signed from Gremio, actually, for, which was uh, the club that, that Lucas Leiva used to play for over in Brazil. So, yeah, got some some history with Liverpool. But he's come out and, and said that Liverpool, Manchester United and Barcelona would be the clubs that, that Tete would be interested in signing for. So I think Barcelona, the one that is his real dream, uh, he's pretty much made that obvious, saying that, that Lionel Messi is his hero and he wants to sort of go and, and replicate him and, and play for Barcelona one day. But... Liverpool, Manchester United, both thrown in there as well. It's never going to be a bad thing, is it? It's it's one of those things. Whether there's, you know, any genuine interest from Liverpool, who knows? But uh, yeah, if uh, he does live up to the Wonder Kid tag, it's never a bad thing for for Liverpool to be linked. So yeah, it's one of those. As much as he says Barcelona would be the ultimate destination for him, he's also said in the past that the Premier League is an extraordinary competition. So. Who knows? Let's see. I'm uh, sure the fact that he's put his name out there and, and came out and said that probably won't have impressed Shakhtar Donetsk too much. But uh, if Liverpool do have any interest in him, it seems like there might be a slight advantage in that he's already talking up a move for himself. So, yeah, one to keep an eye on, I think. But, uh, yeah, at this moment in time, there's no suggestion that Liverpool will be following up that move and that interest, or certainly the interest from the player in them. Uh, it'd be interesting to to see whether there is any interest in the player from Liverpool. Yeah, it's like the alternate transfer sort of uh, reality of how things play out. Player courts club as opposed to club courts player. Interesting though to see how Brighty's future may end up being, albeit as you say, he sort of touted himself to half of the, the European heavyweights there. Shakhtar though, a good bit, a good breeding ground for Brazilian talent in the past. You think about Willy, Willian Fernandinho and even that man Alex Tejera, who never quite came through the door at Melwood. That's all for us now though here on the Morning Bulletin keep an eye across the Liverpool Echo throughout the course of the day for your latest Liverpool fix. Also don't forget the link to our twice daily newsletter which is in the description of the podcast. All it takes is your email address in exchange for our top stories landing in your inbox Also do keep across Blood Red's podcast platforms wherever it is you get your audio on demand as well as our dedicated Blood Red YouTube channel. If you can leave us a rating and review wherever it is you listen to the Blood Red channel and share it as well. That is always more than appreciated. But from Matt Addison and myself, Guy Clark, thanks for joining us here for the Morning Bulletin. 
That's all for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.